A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, you say, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. It is my way that is unfair, or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if he turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins that he has committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from of old. The sins of my youth and my frailties remember not. In your kindness, remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice and teaches the humble his way. Remember your mercies, O Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ and solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the sound mind and the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory, rather humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. Each looking out, not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Have in you 
the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards, changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. 
Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Beloved, as we hear the word of God presented to us in our day and time, we are hopefully aware that we are hearing an echo from last week's word. Is it my way that is unfair or your ways that are unfair? Remember the parable of the owner of the vineyard. He started with those who went in just one hour of work relative to those who were from the beginning, 6 a.m. all the way to 6 p.m. And they all got paid the usual daily wage, which was agreed upon. And so the natural side of us, the worldly perspective, says that is simply unfair. But just as it was last week, it's so it is today, it's being reinforced. The prophet Ezekiel, who's nicknamed God's, uh, the personal, the prophet of personal responsibility, he's basically presenting us with the revelation of the mercy and love of God, which is such that it's not so much how one starts that matters, but it's how one finishes. Or it's not so much how one begins, but how one ends. So you have the situation in this gospel. Jesus has been preaching in the temple area for some time now with great majesty and authority. And so the Priest, the chief priests and elders have approached him with the question, by whose authority are you doing all of these things? Tell us. And so he responds to them with this parable. Now, the first son represents, as Jesus uses this uh, story, they represent the prostitutes and the tax collectors who, in hearing the word, they may have initially, uh, you know, they just say, you know, we're not going to go along with that. But then, letting that word steep in their hearts, they change. There's a change of mind, but not only a change of mind, a change of lifestyle. Whereas the second son represents the mindset of the chief priest and the elders, a mindset that is steeped in pride. There are two forms of pride that we have to be mindful of. There is the first type of pride, which is a person who basically, I'm living a good life. You know, I treat people in a good way and so forth and so on. So I, I, but I really don't see that I have any sins. There, there are many people who have this mindset. They don't have any sins. But I will simply say, if you feel that way, simply ask one of the people you hang out with all the time. Ask them. They will tell you your flaws. Believe me, they will. And be grateful for it when they do tell you. We all have blind spots because pride is the seat of all sin. 
Then there's the other type of pride. Those who are steeped in their religious practices, very devout, quote-unquote, by all appearances. They make it to the Mass, they do their prayers, they are just so involved every way, this way, that way, and what happens? They begin to be judgmental of others. Very judgmental. Judging this, judging that one, this way and that, to the point where they're not open to the reality of their need to bear in mind the process of conversion, which is ongoing, which is until the day we die. Sin is a reality that all of us contend with. And so what we have in our lives, all of us have what we call a predominant sin. That's that sin that you find yourself confessing all the time. No matter how much, you know, you, know, you get to the point where you just kind of say, you know what, what's the, what's the use? Why does God allow every one of us to have one predominant sin to keep us humble? You hear St. Paul give it to us in his letter to the Philippians. Jesus, although equal to God, did not view his equality with God something to be grasped at, but rather he emptied himself taking the form of a slave, being seen in human vesture, seen as a slave, a servant. This was his disposition, obedient to the will of God, to the word of God, even to the point of death, death on a cross. So humility opens the way to obedience. Humility. So humility, like if somebody has something to criticize me about and they will say something or point out a flaw, I, I'm, thank you, thank you. I need that. I need to hear that. Thank you so much. That's, that's, taking, that's, that's, being, that's embracing humility, recognizing one's need. We all have and we're in the process of growing. Now, we're not talking about humiliation. When somebody's humiliated, that's another story altogether. But to be humble means you know your place. You know that God has established you in the household. You know it, and you've taken that place, and you're thankful for the other members of the household who are giving you those times of reminder, those, those wonderful reminders of, hey, you're not there yet. Or like sometimes when I'm singing on stage, Father, don't uh, quit your day job. They tell me that, which it's okay. It's really okay. But let us embrace this word of God today. Because as I mentioned before, Jesus is inviting us to bear in mind not so much the beginning, but the end. How are you and I persisting? Are we striving with the help of God to deal with the predominant sin that we all contend with? And how does he give us? He gives us the virtue. The virtue that contends with pride is humility. We can ask for no better example than Jesus himself. Have amongst you that same mind of Christ, that same attitude, putting others before yourself. Think about the little annoyances that happen to us every day. You don't have much to do, you know. It, it doesn't take much to get annoyed right now these days. Somebody pulls in front of you and you want to give them, that, give them that universal peace sign. Thank you, Jesus. I offer it up. I offer it up for you. 
simple, every little annoyance, offer it up. And that in itself becomes an intentional expression of love, a pure act of love, which the Lord delights in and uses immensely to continue your process of conversion and the conversion of sinners, such as the person that just cut in front of you with no regard, as if they're the only person on the roadway. Oh, yes, this is how it is. And so let us persevere, realizing that the only sin God cannot forgive is the one that we do not acknowledge and present to him for forgiveness. Let us be open to this word of God, for Jesus is speaking to each and every one of us. And let us also be mindful that the grace he provides us with is mainly to offset the tendency we have to be fixated when the devil loves to remind us of how we started and how we tend to just keep falling back into those sins. He wants to discourage us to the point of saying, you know what, I quit. It's over. That's what he wants. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I have gone to prepare the place for you? And that if I go to prepare the place for you, I shall come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Lord, I'm not sure if I know the way. How do I know the way? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And if this isn't enough, remember the quote-unquote good thief. We call him now St. Dismas. We know how his life began. He was a thief and a marauder and maybe even more. Well, we really don't know what happened in between. We know how he began, but we more importantly know how he ended. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom today. You will be with me in paradise. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them and they follow me. God love you.